0: Hello and welcome back to Brawler Bios. I'm your host, Brian, also known as Valorian and this is a War Machine podcast where every single time we take a caster, we break down what its rules are, a potential list, do some grading... But, it's all in the viewpoint of 25 points. So, whether you're playing Brawl Machine, whether you're playing 4-player Commandant, this is going to be talking about at that 25-point level, not at, you know, the 75-point Steamroller level. Just to make sure that's clear. And today, the caster that we're going to be going over is now from Minions, and it's Bloody Barnabas. So, jumping right into it, Bloody Barnabas is a Minion Gatorman Warlock. It has 6 Fury, so eh, average. Speed 5, because it's it's a It's not fast. Strength 9, Mat 7, which is alright. Rat 3, which doesn't matter because it doesn't have a gun. It has Defense 13, Armor 17, Command 9. And then has 28 War Beast points and a good healthy 18 boxes. Now, there's also a couple of special rules on the card here at the front. First one, it's it's aquatic, so it can go splashy-splashy and do not care. It's also tough, so, you know, that's a nice thing to have. I mean, it's not something to depend on, but it's it's a nice thing to have. And it has two initial attacks on the front of the card here. The first one's a simple one. It's a bite. It's half an inch range. It's P plus S14. And it does have something additional. It has critical consume. So the way the critical consume works is that on a critical hit, if the at- attack hit a small base, non-warcaster, non-warlock model, the model hit is removed from play. So... Okay, it's not something that always comes up, but sometimes if you're hitting something with boxes and maybe a P plus S14 won't kill it, maybe something like a hermit, you just hit it with this, boom, it's gone, it's consumed. So not a real rule to really be like pushing things, especially because it's only a critical effect, but hey, you know, we'll take a critical rare random thing as opposed to having nothing at all. The second one here is a Bone Cleaver. It's the one that's a little bit more serious. It's range 2, P plus S, 15, and it's also a magical attack. It also has its own special rules, which are a little bit better, which is Blood Boon. So the way that Blood Boon works is that once per activation, immediately after resolving an attack in which it destroyed an enemy model with this weapon, this model can cast a spell with cost three or less without spending fury now that is really important because fury six is average and it means it might be struggling to cast some of the spells you might want to do being able to cast one for free that's fantastic now again it does require you to go out and kill things so that can be a little bit harder but hey you know like we'll take it that's a nice thing to have Flipping now to the back of the card, it has a couple of other rules that are on here. The first one is gonna be counter charge, which is an interesting thing to see on a caster. So when an enemy model advances and ends its movement within six inches of this model, And in its line of sight, this model can immediately charge it. This model can use counter charge only once per round and not while engaged. So now we're kind of seeing like, oh, remember that thing on the other side that says if you kill something with the bone cleaver, you get a free spell? Okay, maybe a counter charge might be the way that actually triggers that. Note that... If we look down to the blood boon rule, it's once per activation though. So that means the counter charge would not actually trigger this. Something that's easy to miss, right? You think like, oh, this is synergy in the model. It's going to make it easier for me to trigger this, but unfortunately not now. One of the things that can be nice, especially with what we talked about before, is maybe somebody moves up and does a Hermit, and then you can counter charge, hit with the Bite, maybe get a Crit, and then consume it, and be like, ha ha, you didn't get it. But even then, if, you, if they're setting you up for a Hermit, they're probably hitting with something hard, and moving Bloody Barnabas up uh, might not be your best thing. So again, first time looking at this countercharge, you're like, oh yeah, it does all this cool stuff but it might be more of a trap than a good thing, so really be careful about that. The next thing on here is that it's a Gatorman Warlock, which really just means that this model can have only minion War Warbeasts in its battle group. A real limitation that's really unfortunate for minions. Um, very flavorful, right? To have like a whole bunch of alligators or a whole bunch, whole bunch of pigs, but really very limiting when it comes down to it, right? If you saw this in a lot of other factions where like, only half your beast can be taken by half your casters and vice versa, you can understand how limiting that would be. Uh, Finally, though, it has something that is very good, which is unyielding. So, this model gains plus two armor against melee damage rolls. So, that means that... Stat that we talked about is defensive stats of 1317 are actually 1319 when it starts being punched. And once we start thinking about that, it's like, oh, at 1319, maybe we could be a little bit safer near the front line. Obviously, not around a heavy or something like that, right? Something that'll be like, oh, great, you are relatively low defense. Sure, I'll, I'll crank you that with my POW 19 sword or whatever it is. So Okay, not good there, but against infantry, sure, yeah, maybe can wade into them and not take a lot of damage, so that's really great to have that type of a stat line. Again, might be more of a trap if you feel like, oh, I'm invincible, but, you know, nice whenever it comes up. Now, with that in mind, let's flip to the other side, and now we're going to be looking at the spells. So, the first spell that we have on here is going to be Death March. Death March is a cost three, rain six upkeep spell, and it says target friendly faction unit gains plus two mat and vengeance. And it kind of clarifies here that for vengeance, during your maintenance phase, if one or more models in a unit with vengeance were damaged, not destroyed, just damaged, by an enemy attack during the last round, each model in the unit can advance three inches and make one basic melee attack. It is kind of unfortunate that this has to be on a unit. Do you notice that? It's not model slash unit, it has to be on a full unit. However, Things like Gatorman love this, right? Things love having plus two mat, right? This is really a fixture for making sure that you can hit things. And at the same time, this Vengeance is kind of like a deterrent slash range extender because your opponent will see the Vengeance unit and be like, ooh, I don't want to give you the extra movement or the extra attack. Maybe I won't shoot them. And then as well, for the art times, that you can force them to do that because maybe there's a model in their way. They have to kill one for a zone or hell, they just want to fight you. Um, great, you're just gonna be getting an extra bonus from that. So, Death March, good spell to have, especially in minions where you are gonna be having a lot of units. All right, next one here is gonna be Flush Eater. This is a cost three, range 10, PAL 13 spell. And it says, When a living enemy model is damaged by Flush Eater, the spell caster or a living war beast in its battle group in its control range can remove d3 damage points. This is a garbage spell. If this was cost two, I'd be still saying it's probably a garbage spell. I It will be extremely rare whenever you'll have three Fury to cast this. And then being only Fury six means that you'll probably need a boost to hit reliably. So this is kind of still more like a, a ra- like a four cost spell. And if your whole point of doing this was to heal something, D3, uh, well, the average of that is two. The maximum is three just spend the three to heal. So, I mean, there might be the odd time where you're like desperate and you need to try and do that last bit of damage. And, you know, sure, it's nice. You can heal something at the same time. But on average, I would just ignore the spell and pretend it's not on the card. The next one, though, the next one's really good. So the next one is Swamp Pit. It is a cost two range control AOE five spell. That's an upkeep. And it says place a five inch AOE Anywhere completely within the spellcaster's control range where it does not touch a model's base. That's important, we'll come back to it. The AoE is shallow water while completely within a swamp AoE. Models with amphibious. Cannot be targeted by range attacks So now this is the money spell when it comes to this caster here And it's money because it does two different things one if you need to protect your own models Most of your gator men are gonna be amphibious So you just cast this spell somewhere note because you can't place it where there's already a model You have to cast it first and then move into it and then what you can do is go and move into it Like I said and now Now you're immune to range attacks. It's not that you have stealth. It's not that you have extra defense. They literally just cannot target you. So sure, they can maybe target something else and maybe like hit you with a spray or uh, maybe an AOE can scatter onto you, but they cannot target that model. So defensively, this is fantastic. You can also use this spell offensively and the ra- way that you do that is that you place this not on their models because again they- it can't be where there's already a model but you place this in front of them basically this is a massive five inch aoe that you can put wherever you want and then your opponent's like well damn I- my things aren't amphibious so i guess going through this this is just rough terrain and i'm going to be half speed going through this and then meanwhile while for other things if you're amphibious inside of uh, some shallow water well then you get concealment that doesn't work for anybody else so this is not like rubble that you're giving them that they'll get some sort of cover from no it's only bad now the negative thing about this spell even though it's a fantastic one is one you do have to play around it because you have to think where you want to have this before models go there so keep that in mind however The other nasty thing is that it's an upkeep, and I really wish it wasn't, because since it's an upkeep, you can only cast one of these. It would be fantastic if you could be like, hey, I'm just going to use my whole thing, my whole stack, and put out three of these in my entire army can't be targeted by range attacks, or I'm gonna just throw water completely in front of you and lock you down. Again, that might be a little bit too powerful, but in 75 points, you normally see that you cannot get much from this. You can only protect a small amount, and you can only slow down a small amount from the opponent. Then again, we're talking about 25 points. So here, protecting one unit or some very important models from being shot, really big deal. Slowing down that critical model on their side, a very big deal at 25 points so even though it's unfortunate that there's some play around this one and it's an upkeep at 25 this is fantastic all right next one's gonna be warpath and warpath is a cost three rain self uh control area type of spell and it is again another upkeep we have a lot of upkeeps here on Barnabas. Anyway, it says when a friendly faction model in the spellcaster's control range destroys one or more enemy models with a melee or range attack during its activation, immediately after the attack is resolved, one war beast in the spellcaster's battle group that is in its control range can advance up to three inches. A war beast can advance as a result of warpath only once per turn. So, Typically, what you do with this is you have either some fast model, something with a gun, you kill something, and then what that does is even though the thing you killed might be some random trooper that means nothing, well, now you're adding three inches of threat onto one of your heavies. And if we're trying to think about this and like how it is for like me versus my opponent in turns of threat range, First of all, I'm basically minusing 5 inches of threat from them with my little swamp I can be putting in front of their heavies, assuming they don't have a Pathfinder, and at the same time increasing mine by 3 with this threat of Warpath, so I can get an 8 inch advantage over my opponent between these two spells. Again, especially in a smaller point game, where it comes down to a few critical models. So this is a very nice spell to have. Although again, it's situational. It kind of depends on you having these things and also being able to take advantage of them. If I'm up against somebody that's running a bunch of heavies, I'm probably not going to get the yes, an easy warpath. Now, do note that this warpath can be used in another way, right? I'm talking about a threat extender, but it could also be something where like your heavy charges in destroys something, and then you're able to, once that's done, well, if it's actually that battle group model that's doing it, it can trigger its own warpath basically on itself. So after I kill something, maybe I'm moving up another three inches so that now my additional attacks can be made against something else. Or maybe this is a mini hit and run type of thing where I'm gonna go in, hit and kill something, trigger warpath, and then move backwards that's a more minor effect as opposed to the big three inch threat difference but still this is something to keep in mind and something that can be very important whenever it comes up all right that's all the spells there's not a lot of them on there but there are some goodies and now let's go over to the feet. now the feat is black tide and black tide says enemy models without amphibious currently in Barnabas's control range become knocked down. So this is basically like Krios 1's feet from Menoth, just boom, I do this and you're knocked down, with the small caveat that they, it is only if they're not amphibious. Now the good news here is that there's not many models out there that are amphibious, right? There is extremely very few. However, it does mean that sometimes you might go into something and your feet just won't be as good as you hoped it was going to be because they just have some random models that are amphibious. Maybe there is a, a, a mirror mats of gator Maybe you're up against some pirates. There's some other random models that are amphibious. And when this comes up, it'll be a real feel bad. However, again, that'll be the rare case. And normally, you just walk up. Pop your feet, boom, these things are knocked down. And once you can knock down enemies, sure, it means you're automatically hitting and stuff like that in combat. Or their defense 5 if you're shooting them. So that can be a lot of uh, like fixing, right? If they have high defense, that's going to be fixing that. Just the fact that I'm hitting you reliably is nice enough as well. But this opens up some other things as well. One... Maybe I just walk up, pop my feet, drop down your your uh, caster, and then shoot him to death. You know, I can build my list with a bunch of guns. I can also do this scenario-wise, right? A lot of people take solos and units in Brawl Machine and Commandant where... They cannot shake it, right? Your battle group can shake being knocked down, but a lot of other things can't. So if I do this, just locking them in place can do some other things. Maybe this is a scenario play because if they're knocked down, well, now they can't be effectively running into contest or even moving up to contest. One of the things I like to do with this is if I can, you know, Go up and feet and knock things down then great. I can kind of move things up to being just outside of their attack range And now no matter what they sacrifice they can't attack me and because they can't just walk past me They're kind of stuck now Here's the other problem with this, though, is that you are kind of limited in how far you can apply this. This is not one of those feats that you can pop and then charge. This is something more where you can only walk up and do this. So this is actually another time, though, where counter charge might help you apply this. In that turn where just before your feet, they move up something random and you're like, you know what? I need to have this extra range for my feet next turn. I'm going to countercharge so that my normal walk up five, then pop my feet out 12 is now countercharge plus the five plus the 12. So that's where countercharge might help you more than normally is to actually pop this. But yeah, it's definitely a powerful feat as long as it's not something that's going to be ignored by either amphibious or just plainly things that can't be knocked down. Alright, so that's everything that we have here on the card for Bloody Barnabas. Now, let's go in here and talk about a list. I think one of the first type of the list you can be looking at is a gun list. There is a lot of things in minions, not really so much in the battle group, but in units. You can be taking a lot of different units that have guns and can be doing nasty things out there. And I think you'll be having a lot of fun with that. I'm not going to be talking about that type of a list, though, because I find it kind of boring, right? Walking up, popping feet, take whatever guns you want, that simple. I, I don't even need to build that for you, because it's literally put in caster, put in something with gun, repeat till you're out of points, you're done. So I decided to go a little bit different, and I'm going to be building a list that's more so on the flavor and going with the actual Gatorman. So because of that, I am going to be going with the Blind Water uh, Congregation I'm going to be having Bloody Barnabas, obviously, as my caster. And then for my battle group, I'm going to be taking the the good old Blackhide Wrestler. It's pretty much a must, really. Uh, you know, you get your plus three strength from Rage from wherever you need it. It's just a good general beater to have. Then, because I still have points left, I'm going to be also taking a Swamp Horror. The two of these work together very well because... He- I mean, the, the, the black hide would love to be having Reach being put onto it. And then on the other side here, I mean, the Swamp Horror loves getting Rage put onto it. So they're like best friends and they work together very well. Now, other than that, because we are talking about Gatormen, of course, I'm going to be putting in a Gatorman Posse. They're even better in this theme. That's going with the flavor. I really want it. And I guess I might as well throw this now too, for my free requisition point, I decided to take the Totem Hunter. As you build this, there's not going to be many solos. Again, you could build the dev lots of solos, but in mine, it was a little bit light, so you always want to make sure that you have something that can go out there and score, plus something that, since I'm looking at this so far, I don't have a lot of things to proc that warpath. I want something that's a little bit faster, a little bit more deadlier, that can proc that first thing. So, the Totem Hunter is perfect for that. It's a good, stealthy model that can hold a flag if I need, it can zip out and kill something, and then proc that warpath, go somewhere else be safe it's it's a great model be taking for free Then to kind of help support things I also took the Primal Archon. So I like the Primal Archon because it kind of adds a little bit more for that counter charge. So now you'll have a counter charge from Barnabas and a counter charge from the Primal Archon. Sure the Primal Archon one is a little bit more scary because if it hits it knocks you down but I find it's just a nice support piece for you to be using along the way where you can be like look my posse is in some water and if you try and shoot them but you just can't and if you charge in I can leave open something so that I can charge through with my primal archon and do some damage to you so you know those eight points could be something else if you don't like that flavor but I liked having in the multiple threats of counter charge just to kind of make things more difficult for my opponent finally the last thing I had in here is I had three points so I put in quack slick spine and and gub and the reason why i like them is their magic abilities where sure the the healing and stuff like that that's cool you know you could be doing stuff like mudfoot and taking away pathfinder so if you go and put out some water and they're like haha we have pathfinder well you can be doing this and taking it away so that's a nice little thing there but more importantly i love enliven the ability to say hey You hit my war beast, it'll then walk away. And sure, I might take a hit from that, but at least I'll be alive. And with these beasts and with, like, fury, yeah, we're probably going to, or sorry, rage, we're going to be taking you out in return. So that's what I'm going to be having for my list. Again, that's kind of the more themey one for like what they'd be like in the fluff. If you want to go a little bit more competitive, you can be building a, a gunline type thing. There's other ways you can be building Barnabas. But now that we're done talking about this in the list, let's get into the grading. This is where we're going to be going over some key factors for any type of caster and giving it a letter grade. Now, the first one we're going to be talking about is what Bloody Barnabas has for answers. So, if my opponent has some sort of skew on the other side, something that really threatens me and asks a question that if I can't deal with this, I'll lose the game, do I have answers for it? And there's some pretty good ones here. However, it's kind of all going in one way. I have my feet, so if you have really high defense, I can knock you down and just... Take that away. All right, that's easy. So that's a, like a that's an A plus solution to having high defense. I also have Death March, which adds plus two mat, which also helps deal with high defense. So. I- it kind of is like a win more because it's all in the same location. I wish this was like a plus two damage spell. That'd be really nice to be in a different area. But hey, if I want to have something to answer some of the high def and then hold on to my feet, sure, I guess there's something. But really, these are all answers in the same way. Luckily, we still have something else that we answer, and that's going to be guns, right? If we're coming to this and our opponent has really good guns, maybe they're hoping to shoot my stuff down, whatever it is, well, I just go out there and I put out that swamp pit, put my models inside it, and they just can't shoot me. So that is another very, very strong answer I have to something that my opponent might be trying to do. So overall, you know, I don't have that strength Things If something has armor or lots of magic, I can't answer everything But if they're based on guns or high defense i have very strong answers to that so i'm leaning in this one here to being either a b or a b plus kind of like in that area there this is a good caster with good answers not answers for everything but you know that's why we're kind of in that b area All right, next, we're going to be talking about questions. So what does bloody Barnabas have that says, look, you have to answer this, otherwise you're in a lot of trouble. And I think, again, the first thing we have to bring up is that feat. You know, like I said, this feat is something that your opponent has to figure out how to deal with. If I know that, man, my caster might just be knocked down and then you can just shoot me, or maybe you're going to knock down my troops and then they're going to be able to get the alpha on me because I'll have to shake this or maybe I can't shake with my other things. You know, Maybe the whole thing here also, How do I answer this threat, right? If you're able to put this pit in front of me and slow me down and get the alpha that way, you might not even need defeat to get the alpha. Or maybe you're using Warpath and like for my little models, do I just not use some of my weaker models for fear that you'll kill them and trigger Warpath? Am I better off like hiding my solos and just not using them just so that you don't get the alpha? And then you're probably getting the alpha anyway from those other things those are some real questions that this caster is asking you i don't think there's really much anything else that's coming on here again most of the other things are kind of like answers but yeah these are some very strong questions again not really overly powerful ones but enough that's very significant so whereas the other one was like a b i was thinking about a b plus this one i'd be putting as a b plus i really like the questions that bloody Barnabas asks All right, next one, let's talk about grading the personal output. It is near the end of the game. You need to take out this heavy to win. Can Barnabas do it? And the answer is probably not. I mean, sure, we had some things on the card there where it has unyielding, it has some little bit higher armor, it has counter charge, it has the blood boon where if I kill something, I get a free spell. Like I said, this is kind of more trying to, like, pick on weaker infantry. It can't really deal with anything serious. So, I'm going to put this one down as a C, and... I might not even go and say like this is even like a C minus. I don't know, this is not a very good one. You're not taking bloody Barnabas because you're out there doing lots of work with it. It's mainly trying to use these other things to support its actual uh, grouping. Although, like I said, if you're being swamped by a little infantry, sure, bloody Barnabas will get in there, but if you're needing it to kill the enemy caster, needing to get uh, an, an enemy heavy killed, yeah, that's not something Barnabas is gonna do for you. So we'll put that one down as a, a C, why not? We'll go all the way down down. down to a C minus, just a C. All right, next one here will be a grade for a new player. So if I had a new player coming into my meta and they're like, hey, Brian, I'm going to be starting to play in your Brawl Machine League, your your Commandant games, and I'm going to be bringing bloody Barnabas. Do I think this is a good thing for them to be starting with? I don't. I don't think this is a a good one for them to be using. And I I feel that because there's a lot of things on here that are traps or tricky. So, like I said, the things were like, Ooh, I'm going to counter charge and do all this stuff with bloody Barnabas. When really, that's how you lose games. One of the most powerful things on the card here is going to be, like I said either the swamp pit that you have to be very careful in how you place it because you're placing it around models and need to do your activations in order or even a warpath where I need to be doing something else to then be triggering this after you know that's something that you need to have the foresight to do properly and a new player might either not understand it and not get the value or even worse do it incorrectly and kind of learn the game the wrong way. I also kind of feel too that a feat like this one here or knocks things down is something that is going to be not overly fun to the uh, to the the player they're probably going to be trying to get too aggressive and getting up there just so they can try and knock things down again trying to get themselves killed really and then in those times where they're like oh oh, I thought I just knocked everything down, but I didn't realize you have anti-knockdown tech or your amphibious. Oh, no. Like, there's a lot of potential feel-bads that are almost like traps within this for a new player. So, I don't feel this is where I'd want to be putting them. So, again, I think I'm going to be putting this one more as, like, a c minus it's not awful they can get some stuff from it i don't think it's a d uh maybe it's like a d plus but i'm going to be putting this one down as a c minus so something i just would i would not No, no i'm going to go down i'm going to go for d plus it's not the worst awful thing but it's damn close so d plus would not recommend this for new players however Next grade, experienced players. I now have a player coming in saying, ''Brian, I'm coming to your Brawl Machine tournament and I'm gonna win with bloody Barnabas.'' How successful do I think they can be? I think they can be very successful. On one hand, they can be doing that shooting type thing, like I said, which would be very potent is as an assassination play. Or, if they're very wise in the way that they're using that swamp pit and the, the the war path, they can be really working those alphas and hitting hard with a powerful battle group, getting the alpha, knocking things down so that they can't really even, you know, countercharge with their, their units after. You know, like, this can be very powerful. So, for that there, I'm going to be putting this one up as... It's not quite an A. It's not going to be probably like, you know, like something that's going to be dominating. If there were more pieces in here in the faction that were stronger guns that are boostable for the battle group, I think I might be leaning more towards that, but we're not at that level. I'm going to say a B B+. Very strong. I think it's a, a good option. I wouldn't be like, well, I guess you're winning, but, you know, like I would not be surprised if they did extremely well in the tournament. And so there you go. That's everything you need to know about Bloody Barnabas. But as we come to a close here, I want to be hearing from you. I want to know, do you agree with my gradings? Do you agree with the way that I said you can build this list? Is there something missed? You know, please let me know. Otherwise, I aim to try and do these every two weeks. Again, things have been a little bit wonky lately, but it's the way it goes. But yeah, plan to hear these every two weeks, and I'll see you next time. Bye.